I'm Ben Forrid. I'm Polly Gill. And I'm Alyssa Mendel. And this is Chordscast. Created by the team at the Coordination of Rare Diseases at Sanford, or CORDS for short, which is a rare disease registry working to tie together patients and researchers, no matter their condition and no matter where they are in the world. In these episodes, you'll hear interviews with scientists, physicians, rare disease patients, and advocates, along with updates on our registry and ways that you can get involved. Let's get started. Mendel, and today I have joining with me Taylor Kane, the founder and president of Remember the Girls. We're going to hear all about her organization today, how it got started, and some highlights on what is important about this organization. So to just get us started, Taylor, do you mind just introducing the audience to who you are and just tell us a little bit about you and what is your connection to the rare community? Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on the Chordscast, Alyssa. I'm really excited to be here and to talk about my connection to the rare disease community and my organization, Remember the Girls. Um, So my rare disease journey began in 2001 when I was three years old. Uh, My dad, out of the blue, pretty much, was diagnosed with a rare neurological disease called adrenoleukodystrophy, Mm -hmm. or ALD for short. You know, at the time... Of course, since it's a rare disease, my family had never heard of the disease. It was it was a huge shock to us, especially finding out that there was no treatment or cure. Um, also, at the same time, we found out that because ALD is an X-linked disease, mm. uh, which means that the mutation is carried on the X chromosome, um, that all men with the disease will pass it to their daughters. Um, who are considered carriers. And I'm going to go a lot more into that and what it means to be a carrier later in the in the conversation. But we found out at the same time that I was an obligate carrier of the disease. Um, however, back, back then, there was very little known about carriers of X-linked diseases or about ALD in general. So we were pretty much just told that this is something that I'd have to worry about when I was ready to have kids. Uh, because I have a 50% chance of passing ALD down to my kids um, if I were to just have children naturally and not intervene with any alternative reproduction. But basically, that's what my family was told, that I wouldn't have to really think about my carrier status for 20-plus years. Um, So over the the next two years, my dad got progressively worse. Um, He lost the ability to walk, talk, swallow, and developed early onset dementia and went into a vegetative state pretty quickly and passed away uh, when I was five years old when I was in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 almost crazy to me because I spend most most of my days now or most of my days for years now being dedicated to advocacy. It almost feels like when I think think back to to that time, it almost sometimes feels like that's not my life if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that can often happen with loss 
um, especially when you do turn to advocacy and it becomes more of like a career or something you do every day, that separation can kind of be there. Um, sorry, that's going off on a little tangent, but no, so I lost my dad when I was in kindergarten. And um, then when I was in elementary school, I just I was just having a hard time coping with his loss. I really mm-hmm. wanted to do something to honor his memory. So before he passed away, him and my mom started a nonprofit organization called Run for ALD, Mm -hmm. uh, just to raise awareness of the disease in our local community and raise money for research. Uh, So when I was in fourth grade, I told my mom that I wanted to do something more. So I went around to all the classes in fourth grade and told them about my dad and about our upcoming fundraiser. Um, And to my surprise, a bunch of them came or a bunch of their parents donated money And that really was my first introduction to advocacy. Uh, At the time, I had no idea that, you know, it was considered advocacy. I just was like, oh, I'm going to tell my classmates about this random disease that my family has that no one's ever heard of that I still can barely pronounce. Um, But, you know, looking back, that definitely was my first introduction to advocacy. Um, Over the years, uh, began to develop. um, When there was a newborn screening test developed for ALD when I was in high school, I got involved in the legislative advocacy mm-hmm. side of things and, and wrote to my uh, state senator asking them to introduce a bill to add ALD to the newborn screening panel. Um, and then once once I was about 16 or 17 is when I started to think more about my carrier status. And it was at this time, too, where it was becoming much more common knowledge that carriers of ALD actually did experience symptoms of the disease. Um, they're um, more likely as you get older to start experiencing symptoms like walking difficulties or bladder and bowel dysfunction. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely kind of wondered like, so what does this mean for me in my future? You know, I could get these symptoms. And of course I have difficult decisions when it comes to reproduction. So I pretty much just turned to social media and I joined a bunch of female carrier Facebook groups. Um, but I noticed that there wasn't uh, there wasn't a space just for for young women, mm-hmm. um, and I thought that that was something really needed because in the ALD community, um, I would say most women find out their carriers um, at a later age, usually because they'll pass it down to their their son, and their, their son will get diagnosed. It's less common for I think someone to know as young as I did, uh, so just kind of had trouble finding others who could understand. So I created my own Facebook group for young carriers when I was 16, which I still run today. Um, And social media just kind of brought me into this whole world of rare disease advocacy. And I learned that there was other rare diseases, which it's crazy to think now, but I didn't even know that, you know, there was this entire community that existed. Um, And I I learned more about other X-linked diseases in particular um, as I mentioned, ALD is an X-linked disease. Um, and I, I found out that carriers from these X-linked diseases had a very similar experiences where it was long thought they didn't have symptoms. And it's just in the past few years starting to become more common knowledge, like, oh, a lot of them do get symptoms, but there's still a major lack of research, lack of inclusion in clinical trials, um, just still a general understanding by so many medical professionals, especially those you know, not in the rare disease community that they just think carrier means asymptomatic, Mm -hmm. Um, the difficult decisions with reproduction, and of course, also the psychosocial side effects and 
and you know mental health difficulties that can come from being a carrier of a genetic disease and just having a lot of unknowns so it kind of just clicked in my mind that I needed to create a group that brought all carriers together so in 2017 uh, my freshman year of college, I founded Remember the Girls, which is a nonprofit organization, uh, the first of its kind that brings together carriers of different X-linked diseases um, and advocates for their greater inclusion in the medical community, offers a support group, and just tries to generally break the, the stigma behind being a carrier of a genetic disease. Um, yeah, so that was basically my long-winded introduction, but like I said, I'm excited <laughs> to be here and talk more about my group. Yo, that's fantastic. I always admire people who, such as yourself, you took a loss from such a young age, five years old, and you just let that loss propel you into doing more. You wanted more for the community. You wanted more for people going through similar things that what you went through. And you've done a lot in just your few years here on earth. <laughs> and so it's <laughs> just you. so inspiring to hear everything that you have done you know, I've got so many questions for you as you were talking there. Um, but first, you know, you mentioned you started this organization called Remember the Girls because you saw a need for this community. Tell me a little bit more about Remember the Girls, this organization, and what is it like to be a young founder? Because I'm assuming this organization kind of got started when you were either about to enter college or were you in college? So it uh, officially became a 501c3 during my first year of college. Uh, but yeah, I started like doing the work on it, like my senior year of high school and filing like the paperwork and, and stuff like that towards the end of high school. But it's so hard to, to remember what I thought Remember the Girls would become when I first started it. I don't think that I knew that it would become what it is today. Um, for example, uh, as I mentioned, one of our big components is just support. Um, so we have our private Facebook group, which is the only group that brings carriers together. And we have almost 700 carrier members now from over 30 different X-linked diseases. Um, so it's been really cool just to see that, to see that grow and to see the, the components of I guess, a, a group that's not disease specific, because the only groups that I've ever been in, you know, are ALD specific groups. Um, and so it's been cool seeing carriers like educate each other on their diseases and just have general discussions about like, you know, one carrier from ALD, for example, might be talking about their symptoms. And of course, those are not the same as a carrier of say, Duchenne muscular dystrophy, for example. But I find that there's still a lot of communication between carriers of different diseases because I think there's just a lot of curiosity and and almost surprise in a way. Like when people join this group, they're like, I didn't even know that there was these other X-linked disease carriers. And I, I think a lot of people don't know that. I mean, I didn't know that for, for so mm -hmm. long until like a few months before I created my organization that this whole subcategory existed within the rare disease community and I think the beauty of remember the girls is that it's even though it is such a niche and every rare disease like organization is, is a niche just on the basis that it's it's about a rare disease but I think carriers of excellent diseases we exist in such a small space because these diseases are already rare and then we have to deal with just the difficulties of of being 
a, a female when it comes to dealing with healthcare. And I think there's a, definitely a big overlap between the brushing off of carriers and like gender bias in the healthcare system in general. Um, because, you know, of course, as long as these diseases have existed, carriers have always gotten symptoms. But why is it just in the past couple of years that doctors are starting to even think about them? So I think that 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 gender bias and women's symptoms kind of just being brushed off as, you know, anxiety or being in their heads, I think that definitely plays a role in why carriers have been brushed off for so long. So that's a big component of Remember the Girls as well, just tackling that gender bias and carrier stigma. But we also have multiple other like support initiatives going on. Uh, Two big projects we're working on now. Um, I'll just talk about one of them. Because uh, I was just writing up like a sponsorship for it, but we're planning on developing a, a family planning toolkit that's mm-hmm. specifically for X-Link carriers. Uh, so as I mentioned, we have a 50% chance of passing the disease down. Um, and usually, when people think of carriers, I think they they think of other types of inheritance. For example, there's of course a lot of diseases where both parents are need to be carriers. Um, So I think there's just kind of a lot of confusion about like inheritance in general and when it comes to family planning. So I think a specific resource for X-Link carriers that goes into detail about, you know, the inheritance and and all the different options that are available. Um, We also have some genetic counselors helping us and a lot of women in the group who are willing to talk about their experiences. And we're also trying to include some information about insurance coverage Um, because that is a super messy topic when it comes to getting covered for like in vitro fertilization with, you know, genetic testing, for example. Um, It's so like, it just depends on your insurance, where you live. Some people can get it covered. Other people have to pay over $20,000 and it's not even guaranteed to work. So we're just trying to, I think, clear a path Um, for carriers to have access to these resources. And I'm also excited because even though it is specific for X-Link carriers, like any any person that has a genetic condition or carries one will be able to use it. Um, The language will just be a bit more geared towards X-Link carriers, but I think it will definitely be able to be helpful to any person, yeah, with a, a genetic mutation that wants to have a family, like just to be able to learn what options exist. So that's good stuff, Taylor. That's a a great project. I'm excited to see how that turns out for you. It sounds like there's also a lot of unknowns in this space of excellent carriers. So why is research important in this? And how can someone who is an excellent carrier, what can they do to help? Yeah, definitely. So yeah, research is so needed for, of course, literally every rare disease, but there's so little that exists for X-linked carriers. Um, It definitely depends on the disease. Like some of the X-linked diseases have more than others. Some there have literally been no studies on women at all. And it's still just like women are carriers and that's it. Like their symptom, any symptom they have is just not related. Um, Which there's also just been studies trying to understand like, how women get symptoms. Uh, for example, it, it, like I mentioned earlier, it was it was assumed that since women had two X chromosomes that 
you know, if you have a faulty gene on one of them, that the other one makes up for the faulty gene. And uh, yeah, of course, I'm not a scientist, but for a few years, there was like a belief that, you know, X inactivation played a role, but now it's, it's thought that it really doesn't. And yeah, it's so confusing trying to figure out why or how carriers even get symptoms, but even less so like what these symptoms are. Like, I feel like even with ALD, when I look up or do try to do more research, they're pretty vague. So it's like, people ask me a lot if I have symptoms. And as of right now, I still say I'm asymptomatic, but I definitely do see some overlaps with things that I've experienced and things that other carriers have experienced. But it's just so hard to know because, for example, a lot of carriers have restless legs, but a lot of people in the world have restless legs. So it's like, I just, I don't, I don't know if there's an overlap. And I think a lot of carriers experience that. And it's just so frustrating because even, even if they're, people might say, oh, there's no benefit to knowing because, you know, there's no option for a, a treatment that will tackle all these ALD related symptoms. But I think you just still want to know because what if it is something else and you're, you're, you're overlooking something else. I don't know. I think it's, it's complicated because it's such a gray area of like, I don't want to assume everything is related to ALD and I don't want to assume nothing is related. And I think that research is just the key to getting over that hump that a lot of us face. Um, and yeah, unfortunately many of many like care or most, most of the time females with X linked diseases aren't included in clinical trials. Um, you know, even though, and it does depend on the disease, but I would say that I know a, more than a handful of ALD carriers whose symptoms that I would consider pretty severe. Hmm. Um, I guess when you're comparing it to boys with the disease, and like I said, it's a it's a terminal disease and um, there's no cure, but there's a lot of women who are, you know, in wheelchairs in their 50s. I th I would think that that's pretty severe. And I think it's important that we don't compare you know, disease, like, between men and women, I think it's important to acknowledge, like, yes, men typically do get the worst symptoms, and it's vital that research and treatments are found for them. But the whole concept, I think, behind Remember the Girls was like, we're not saying that we need, we need all the research or that we need all the treatments, but we do just need attention to be paid to us because it hasn't been for so long. Um, so yeah, I think that's really the message behind Remember the Girls is just like, yes, the boys are incredibly important, but we just need to remember those struggles and the symptoms and things that the girls go through too. And I think it will also be useful for research to see the connections between, you know, the symptoms experienced by men and women with the same disease. Um, but yeah, for women to get involved, particularly in research, um, just a few months ago, Remember the Girls launched our uh, CORDS registry. So mm -hmm. Um, I've been pushing that out to members in our support group uh, to answer the questionnaire. Um, we have, you know, our cords questionnaire, then we have a more specific questionnaire geared towards females with excellent conditions. Um, if you want more information on that, um, we have some specific rules that you should know ahead of time, but you can just go to rememberthegirls.org, scroll down a little bit, and then on the very first page we have all the instructions, um, if you are an X-linked carrier or an X-linked female listening to this and you want to get involved, 
Um, I would also say that just joining our closed group on Facebook, if you just look up Remember the Girls, um, we I'm always posting advocacy opportunities in there, um, other like surveys to take, other just ways to share your story. And I think that our community has grown so fast. I just would love any other women who want to get involved to, to join. So. That's great. So it sounds like that questionnaire that you developed could help, you know, hopefully answer some of these, these questions or this gray area that there's not a lot of information out there about carriers developing symptoms. One of my major hopes for the future would be to have like a cross X-linked disease study where like carriers of multiple different diseases are studied. And I think that, you know, this registry is, is for many different, like all X-linked diseases, all like, there's so many of them. I, I don't even remember how many are listed on this thing. I think maybe like 70, mm-hmm. but I just, I think even within our own group, and we haven't like looked a ton into this yet, but one like pattern I noticed is that a lot of females with X-linked diseases, regardless of the disease, also have have been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. Hmm. So, like, there hasn't been any research on that, but it's just a, like I guess you just look at patterns and you notice these little things, and you're like, oh, wouldn't it be? It would be amazing if there could be research on, you know, looking at if there is a connection between like females with an X-linked disease and an autoimmune disorder, for example. So, yeah, the cords registry, that's just such a great way to like compile some initial data. So if researchers are interested in either studying carriers as a whole or studying X inactivation or studying females with a specific X-linked disease, they can, you know, request the data from there. Um, and it's, yeah, such a great way to be involved in research and also learn about any potential clinical trials that Mm -hmm. um, you could be eligible for. So yeah, I was super excited like that we got that launch and it definitely feels like such a major step that we've taken as an organization, um, you know, just to actually start getting involved, not just in like the social media awareness raising storytelling, but actually doing something for the benefit of research and the benefit of, of our community. So yeah, very exciting. Yeah, that's definitely a great way to get involved for people. I agree with that. So as we're nearing the end of time here, you know, what advice do you have for other women who are carriers or for somebody who finds out that they have, you know, a carrier to one of these conditions, especially for those that are young? Yeah. Yeah, this is a great question. And I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is just to not get discouraged. And what I mean by that is I've just heard so many bad experiences that women have where, you know, they'll learn of their carrier status and they'll they'll tell it like a doctor, a primary care doctor or even a specialist. And that doctor goes like, oh, carriers don't get symptoms. And just like that, you're just brushed off and you're kind of like dumbfounded, I guess, in a way you're like, but when I look it up online or all these support groups say otherwise. And I think don't get discouraged, but also know that I think a big part of, of being a carrier and being in the rare disease community as a whole is just, you definitely do have to be ready to be your own advocate. Um, I think that can be sound super intimidating at first, but I think support groups like remember the girls, so many others do kind of help you learn how to do that. 
um, and learn like how to how to have a conversation with doctors and and how to get your symptoms taken more seriously. And we're planning some upcoming webinars on some of these topics. Remember the girls as well. Just you know, be able to give um, some more resources and education to our group of how to incorporate these little bits of advocacy and self advocacy into their everyday lives as carriers and at doctor's appointments and and even when it comes to like caring for their children because many carriers are also caregivers um so you know just trying to navigate being both of those at once but i think for for young women the biggest thing that's benefited me is just being on social media and being in these support groups Mm -hmm. even if you don't make posts yourself i think just seeing like wow like i thought i was alone and now this is what I have. Like if I feel like if I was 16 and I could have gotten like a flash forward to, to be like knowing that I'm in a group of 700 carriers that I, that I created and that I'm like, I have all these women that are like my sisters. And back then I felt like I was the only one in the world. And it's just, I think it's such an empowering thing just to be involved in, in a group and just know that there are people there who understand you and can support you. Um, you know, with advice and with places to turn and with emotional support. I just, yeah, I think it's amazing. Well, Taylor, you never cease to amaze me with all that you have accomplished (laughs) and all that you are doing at such a young age. It's like I've said before, it's very inspiring. Do you have any closing remarks or any comments that you want to make yet today? Yeah, I guess. I guess one more thing that I would want to add, just because I think it is relevant to the time, um, and I've been thinking about it a lot, just hearing the word, like, and the or the term asymptomatic carrier being thrown around so much with the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Um, as I mentioned, there's so much stigma with the word carrier itself. So um, I think just a lot of times I still use the term carrier just because some X-linked diseases it's really interesting with the term because yeah, some X-linked diseases don't use that word at all. And they just say females get less severe symptoms. And then other X-linked diseases, it's like, no, women are just carriers. Like that's it. That's end game. Um, I still use the term carriers, but um, I think it's important to acknowledge like that it is definitely a loaded term and it definitely has a lot of connotations that aren't true to our community. Even just a carrier being like, someone who is basically a vessel that carries something, but it doesn't affect them. But these diseases, even for myself, who doesn't likely have symptoms yet, like I still am affected by my carrier status Mm -hmm. every day. It's not something that is just like attached to me like a backpack that I'll just eventually take off when I pass it down, quote, like if I were to pass it down, my kids, for example, like it's something that affects so many decisions that you make in aspects of your life. So I don't know if there's an answer to to necessarily change the word carrier or something like that. But I think just getting the idea in people's heads that carrier does not equal unaffected or asymptomatic is super important. So that's just something that I would say last thought that a carrier can mean a lot of different things. But yeah, I'm so grateful to have this experience to share more about Remember the Girls and myself. Um, And if anyone wants more information about Remember the Girls or to learn how to participate in our CORS registry, you can just head to rememberthegirls.org and everything you need 
to learn more about us is there. So hope you head over to our website. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I have one last thing too, is you came out with a book, right? I did, yes. Yeah, so where could people find your book if they were interested in it? Yeah, so I published um, an autobiography in August of last year uh, called Rare Like Us. So if you just go into Amazon and look up Rare Like Us by Taylor Kane, uh, you'll be able to find it there. I think it's also sold in some other retailers like Barnes & Noble and stuff. So yeah, just do a search on Google or on Amazon <laughs> and yeah, let me know what you think of it if you do end up reading it. So awesome. thanks for mentioning it, Alyssa. Yeah, well, thanks again, Taylor, for joining us today. And for those of you, this is Taylor Kane, founder and president of Remember the Girls. Thanks so much for listening. The theme music for Chordscast is borrowed with permission from Scott Holmes's song, So Happy. To learn more about Sanford Research and our registry, Chords, visit us at sanfordresearch.org slash chords. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your questions, comments, stories, or feedback to chords at sanfordhealth.org. Find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at SanfordChords. The content of Cast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. We'll see you next time on Cast.